0: Hi, I'm Rick Ryman, host of Audibly Speaking, a show on the stories behind the stories of our time. By sounding out on these stories, we give voice to them and hear them for the first time. From the news of the day to history and literature, from audiobooks to leaders on the stump, we examine the backstories of our time, audibly speaking. Seceding from History, of Insurrection and Memory Even as scenes from the Capitol last week overwhelm our senses, we must be mindful of what was missing from those at the scene. Historical consciousness of American, and indeed modern, history. To the extent that there were ideas behind the insurrection and those in its support, those ideas were profoundly anti-historical, especially given the location the seat of American government, its most important center, the legislative branch, covered by Article I of the Constitution, was the target. Its opponents, the stormers against the Capitol, were guilty of, among other things, profound violations of modern government, void of any fidelity to the foundations of civic order. The modern nation-state of which the American government is the crown jewel was based on the secularism of Thomas Hobbes and John Locke, outgrowths of the world that emerged from the Thirty Years' War, 1618 to 1648. That war began as the final religious war in European history. It ended with the combatants, especially France, emerging as secular nation-states. The requirements of such states are four in number. First, a centralized government with no internal competitors to its power. Second, a state with entirely secular goals, those of civil peace and prosperity. Third, states that, whether monarchical or not, and whether constitutional or absolutist, owe their raison d'etre, to their capacity to deliver such secular goods to their people. And finally, a state that had all military power and tax collection authority in its own hands. Henceforth, if there were to be wars or conflicts between states, they would be all about the security, peace, and prosperity of the state and its people. Whereas before kings had shared power with private armies under the control of nobles, Such private armies, or private militias as we might call them, were completely banned and subsumed by the modern state. The United States of America, just such a state, made these prerequisites clear as crystal in its constitution, the oldest and longest lasting of all modern forms of government. The military of the U.S. is under the control of a government of three independent, Co-equal branches, sharing some of its power with the states, and yet supreme over the states. The latter question, decided by the Civil War and its resulting constitutional amendments, themselves part of the Constitution. Private militias are explicitly banned by the Constitution. Our government was no different in this one particular from that of the absolutism of Louis XIV, itself also a modern government in which the nobility was a ceremonial decoration, not a rival power. The founders wrote in solemn Latin phrases of an imperium in imperio as a reductio ad absurdum, that is, the idea of a state within a state, as a concept that at its core was both absurd and self-contradictory. The attempted insurrection against American democracy on January 6, 2021, was just that, a reductio ad absurdum, an act of private armies attempting to set up a state above the state, in fact a state in place of the legitimate state. Private militias, inconsistent not only with our constitution, but with the modern world itself, laid siege to the paladin or foundation of our republic the Capitol itself, seat of the legislative authority, enshrined in Article I of the Constitution. There was a reason that article came first in the document. It was also an assault on the popular Republican electoral system enshrined in the Constitution. It is no wonder that the 14th Amendment, considered by many scholars to be the most important amendment in the Constitution, gave Congress the power to expel members who gave aid and support to insurrection. Given the fact that the legislative authority and electoral elements key to the entire Constitution were the targets of the insurrectionists and private armies that are inconsistent with the very foundations of modern governance, this would seem to be, in the parlance of our everyday language, a no-brainer. Fellow citizens, Abraham Lincoln declared, we cannot escape history. In doing so, he was pleading with the South, the insurrectionists of 1861, to remember the history that they were seeking to destroy. Because those insurrectionists were defeated in what followed, the American Civil War, our democratic republic survived and had a new birth of freedom. It is up to us, by remembering and observing the history that was so recently under assault, to remind our citizens to uphold and preserve that birth of freedom for ourselves and our children.